and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barabo. Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. We were laughing again. I, I know you all think that that's our regular state of affairs because, you know, we it was this very serious conversation and we just both bursted out laughing again. So, and, you know, laughter is really good medicine, especially for the the serious, we'll get serious topic we're going to be talking about today that Sandra will explain a little bit more, but essentially it's about persecution. Yeah, I I had the opportunity to uh, talk on a summit, and I felt that um, I felt that the topic really speaks to the shamanic community, and so I talked to Renee about it, and she agreed. So I'll just kind of give a summary, a little bit of a summary of of what we would like to share. Um, for one thing, in shamanism itself, in the practice of shamanism, there was extreme persecution. Shamans all over the world, all over the world, Asia, um, put in prisons, put in labor camps, killed for their work. Uh, that's still actually going on in um, in some places, actually in America, where um the people got so Christianized that they don't support shamanism within their own tribes. Um, so there, there's been a lot um, through Christianity to stop direct revelation. And the saddest, well, it's not the saddest story because there was so much death and torture all over the world, but um, the shamans had to let go of their drums. Um, in the Sami, um, people had to let go of their drums. And the drum was not legalized again until 1989. 1989. Um, and so since the drums have been uh, made legal, people are now finding some of the old buried shaman's drums where the shamans had to bury their drums because a drum to the shaman i'm going to be buried with my drum Mm. um the shaman's drum is it's you it's your greatest ally and so to have it taken away you know they buried them so you know things like that maybe not around shamanism happened in many of our family systems one of our relatives was particularly psychic or tuned into things and maybe were ostracized or put into a mental institution and then here you are this little spirit you know comes in and you have all this passion but you're born into a society that says Direct revelation is crazy. Talking to spirits is crazy. And and you're, you feel judged. You feel ostracized. You feel like your sanity might be questioned. And it might. And then there's the karmic memories that you're pulling through from your ancestors who were persecuted for their psychic skills. And so a lot of people who enter into the path of shamanism have a lot of social anxiety. Number one, they're just born with that tendency to be loners because shamanism has been more of a a path for recluses. 
And, um, but a lot of the social anxiety and a lot of um, students entering into shamanic journeying actually say that they uh, are scared to journey because of um, what might uh, what might happen to them or how they're going to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember really early on, my journey skills were pretty weak, but there was this ongoing fear. Like if just one of the first things it brought up was like, um, you know, being burnt at a stake. I mean, that's, I think a lot of people, that's one of their very first real vivid memories when they start engaging these alternate consciousnesses is that, you know, we were persecuted and there's been, well, ever since I go back to the whole idea of monotheism, ever since one God became right and everyone else's gods, gods became obsolete, you know, there's been a judgment about who you're praying to. And, 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 even in this lifetime with, with all of the cultural appropriation and things like that, I felt very, I have felt ostracized, you know, because I fell into a tradition and, and I'll say fell into it because I didn't seek it out. It sought me out. And yet then I was too white. I was a, 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 a wichichu, you know, and, you know, and, and the, and the pipe was taken away from me. I mean, I had that experience in this lifetime of really being persecuted and having to walk a path really heartbroken because I didn't understand, you know, what I had done wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's happening for, there's so much judgment going on right now. Everything is around judgment, judgment, judgment. And, um, and I think um, the whole thing of fear about doing our spiritual work is basically what um, the leaders of, of the world want. <laughs> they don't yeah. want people who are into direct revelation and who don't want to listen to any, any authority other than their helping spirits. So, you know, this, the whole thing, the whole persecution, the whole trying to put the lid on direct revelation was to maintain society. But um, that's not why we came here. We we came here as little shamans. We came here to do it. We're spiritual beings. We're spiritual light. We're not just a mind. We're not just a body. And so really the question is, is um, I um, had an experience that I talked about on the summit back in the 1980s. I was invited to um, add a chapter to a book on women and shamanism. And that was back in the 1980s. So that was pretty early. And I got a phone call from a very, very, very famous um, uh, shamanic teacher. And she said, Sandra, are you going to, um, are you going to contribute to this book? Because what if the witch burning times come back again, you're, <laughs> you're going to be in print. And I thought about it. It was back in the 1980s. So I was still, um, I was still in my early thirties and, you know, I was still the warrior that I am now. I just 
had a little bit more chi to me then. And I said, I don't care. This is my work. I came here to share this. I don't care. But I realized that there are people who care. And I'm not afraid to be out there with my work. I love it. It saved me. It saved a lot of people. So that's that's my trajectory. I don't think about being put in a mental institution when my parents asked my brother um, if it might be time for that. I, I don't think about the judgment. I think about who get who gets help and how I got saved by this practice and and how children. Uh, shamanic practitioners are going into schools and hospitals and businesses and completely transforming consciousness. How can anybody say that there's something not right? And so I felt that um, unless Renee would like to add to this, that we can do a recommitment ceremony to Mm -hmm. our path without the fear attached to it. Yeah, that's great. I'd love to do that. The one thing I'll say is why she, she was out there, you know, not, you know, dancing in the street with her shamanism. I went to the mental institution. I went to that lockdown. I had to, I had to understand. And, it, and it, there's no judgment about which path you took because we're both sitting here, but I had to understand what the, the le- levels, and I know you have too, but the levels of my own sanity look like. I had to really, and, and I see where now that I work in mental health treatment and addiction treatment, where that experience has helped me, but I'm sure that there was, I didn't know what to do with a lot of that I was different, that I was a loner, that I, you know, was also social, but I, but I spent a lot of time as a recluse as well. So yeah, I would like to do that recommitment. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I was thinking, um, <laughs> All, all of my journeys and ceremonies are just coming up spontaneously these days, which I like. Um, I don't like um, journeying and then trying to script a, a ceremony. I like when they just come out fresh. Me so too. what I thought was um, I do some drumming and lead you to a park where you can find um, – a nice rock, maybe even, you know how there's so many heart-shaped rocks everywhere. And going to find a nice rock and to sit with the rock and um, talk to the rock about any fears that you have about being ostracized, uh, any social anxiety issues, that you're dealing with. I'm glad we haven't started. My eye curtain has already fallen off. Um, So um, sit with the rock and talk to it, explain to it any kind of fears. You're afraid of being judged by others. You're afraid of speaking out on Facebook and just sharing a journey because you're not, you're you're afraid of how people are going to respond to it. How are you blocking your truth, your creativity, so that what you're ending up doing is um, hurting your own chi because um, you've built up too much fear and you're not expressing your true self. We want to express our true selves. Okay, I think I got my eye curtain on. 
I just want to say, um, somehow YouTube seems to be cutting and putting a commercial like right in the middle of our things. So uh, if you go over to Sounds Club, if you want to replay a journey or something like that, there is no chance that there's going to be a commercial coming up in the middle of it. And I don't know if there's a way I can tell YouTube to stop that. Oh. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you're wind whistling and all of a sudden it went to commercial break. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We're, we're all trying to, I, I don't know about you, but I am. Um, <laughs> I have a list of 20 things that if somebody would just come to my house and help me. <laughs> I'm just getting lost on all the changes on Facebook and all the updates. I'm losing everything. Right? Yeah. Okay. So... Just start drumming here. And let's think about your passion. Your passion for doing the work. For working with the wind with Renee. For working with shamanic journeying and ceremonial work with all the teachers you work with with all the communities you work with. And I know it's a joy for everyone listening. Feel that joy in your heart, that original passion, original passion for being here, for honoring earth, air, water, fire, the moon, the stars the web of life, every single creature in the web of life, including, including humans. We came here to dance together, to connect together, to be one family and one kin together. But for some reason, humans split off from what is natural, from what is part of nature. And we started to become afraid to share our wisdom, to share our soul's knowledge, to share our passion. But this is why we're here. This is what we have to add to the web of life and to our family of all living creatures. So I'd like you to see yourselves or feel yourself or hear yourself, use some psychic sense to get yourself moving forward, standing up, walking towards your door and imagining that door turning into a veil. And as you step through that veil, imagine going to a beautiful park or to a beautiful place of land or even the landscape right outside where you live. And look for a rock that's calling to you. 
and say, may I step into your field of energy? And if you get a yes, sit with the rock and share with it. Do you have fears around judgment? Do you feel less than others who are in service to the planet? Are you afraid of being persecuted or hurt in any way? Are you afraid of losing your sanity? Are you afraid that people will see you as losing your sanity? Tell the rock what's on your mind. And see if the rock has a response because it's been on this earth for a really long time and has observed a lot. And now reach really deep into your heart. What is your destiny? What do you say that you're willing to be in service to around your spiritual path? It doesn't have to be shamanism. The spiritual path that calls to you. From the depths of your heart and your soul, blow that commitment into the rock. Stand up and walk towards a tree or you can even find a place on the land where you can plant the rock among some plants. Find a place where you would like to blow in your commitment to the earth, air, water, fire, and all of life. Blow in that commitment from your soul and heart with no fear, no fear. We uncreate, we discreate, we destroy the fear. And what's left is the love for life. We run for life. We run towards the work. We do our work with joy and faith and the knowledge that we are in service to the all. Blow the energy into the rock. Bury it in the earth with your commitment. And the energies will seep into the earth over time. And the earth will know who you are. So it's now time to stand up Turn around and let's retrace our steps back to our home where we're journeying. And as we approach the veil to our doorway, It turns into a mist and we step through. We come back into our room and we put our hands on our hearts and we mentally connect 
with our global community doing this work together and say thank you to each other from working from your heart, from your strength, and from what we know is blessed by the universe. And we say thank you for your work. Welcome back, everyone. I got lost in my eye curtain again, but um, I hope that you were able to have a deep journey with the rock and recommitting to, um, to your service. <laughs> oh, hit. I think I'm off mute now. That was really a great journey. Yeah, it felt good. Felt yeah. good for me to do too. That yeah. was really nice. Thank you very much. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback on our journey and put them in the comments and over at the Shaman's Cave. And and if you want to get this so you can play it over and over again, make sure you sign up for our email and it will come into your inbox every week. Just from us, you know, anything Sandra and I have going on. But, you know, we don't use that list for anything else but our Shaman's Cave list. Yeah, and um, we really are hoping to expand our show. And we hope that you tell people about it. We're getting more and more wonderful comments from people. And so we always like to share our tools. And Renee and I have a lot. We've both been through a lot. And um, the one thing that we know is the strength that's needed to get through some of the challenges. And we have a lot of strength that we can share. Yes. And actually, when we were doing that journey and I saw all of the people doing the work with us, there's a lot of you out there and it seems to be growing in leaps and bounds lately. Our groups definitely had uh, the Shaman's Cave is goes up by 50, 60 people a day and and now uh, a thousand people are listening to the podcast in the first first day that it launches. So thank you for sharing our work, too. We, we really appreciate it. And we're here to serve. Yeah. Blessings, everyone. 